Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Kit Banter Podcast. I'm Sash and joining me today are the panel regulars, Liverpool correspondent Pascal, Arsenal correspondent BK and of course, the man of the hour, Manchester United correspondent Nathan. Why and you gotta do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, pretty brave to actually come to on show to the up. podcast after what happened. Yeah, I mean you actually showed up. Compared to the 11 that uh, Ole put out. Ooh, I got a lot to say, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, but before we go in into the, uh, what would I call it, the dessert, you know, oh, chef's kiss of the fixture of the weekend, we got to talk a little bit about the, no, no, the opening fixtures, the pre-drinks fixtures, uh, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. And of course, um, my co-host of this evening, BK, the Arsenal correspondent, uh, I'm just going to get your thoughts on the game and you know of course everyone was building the, uh, this fixture to be all about Aaron Ramsdale and you know my guy Emiliano Martinez mm-hmm. and yeah with this I'm going to leave you in the cool embrace or I'd rather say the cool hands and the warm embrace of BK yeah 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 so <laughs> it was an interesting match I actually thought that we will struggle a bit because, like, I, I don't know, Villa was coming in on good form as well, so I thought we would actually struggle quite a bit for that match. Um, but 3-1, uh, the goals weren't really convincing. I mean, I think it was the last goal, it was quite a slot in. I mean, Martinez did a good save on the penalty, uh, Alba still managed to convert it, so that was great. Uh, Partey with a great header to get his goal. Smith, mm, his goal was it was a nice setup, but there there has to be a quite a bit of luck in there. Uh, I thought that he he ran the show, you know, Arsenal's very own Croydon De Bruyne. <laughs> yes, the Croydon. So you guys call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his what, label. What De Bruyne? Croydon, Croydon Cro- De Bruyne yeah. because he's from oh, Croydon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he did well, dude. Like, uh, I think he deserved the man of the match as well. The goal was also, uh, uh, uh I mean, it was deserved goal. Uh, but I, I I think like what you mentioned, Sash, uh, what I really wanted to talk about was the comparison. I mean, we had this comparison back then uh, about Leno and uh, Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, now people yeah, are like... I, I think um, yeah, everyone didn't forget how it ended out. Yeah, and then like now people are taking the piss on Martinez for being, uh, I don't know, like... B grade conceding three goals. Yeah, honestly, like uh, <laughs> I I mean this is not oh, shit, shitting on, on Martinez, but like I I just want to call out those fans that actually shit on him because like he he was a loyal servant to the club and to be honest he was let go because at that point of time they thought that Leno was a better choice to stick with and they did and you know like I don't see what's wrong whatever Martinez did like he he he. He's alright, like, there's, there's no... He saved the penalty, right? like, what what more can you ask from him? Exactly. I, I know that Arbos got the rebound, but... Yeah, I mean, On another is... day, yeah, Arbos didn't get the rebound, you know, who knows, Vila, I think Villa were only 1-0 down at the point of time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who knows my, what might have happened, but... Yeah. 2-0 down, it was always an uphill climb from there. Exactly, exactly. So, I... I... You know, like, I, I think Arsenal fans are being too harsh on the man after all he was, like, a loyal servant to the club. Show some... Show some I respect, think it's, the, it's man. a minority, <laughs> la, BK. Show some yeah, damn yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's just... Yeah, it's just just a, give some respect a, a, to our man. Like minority. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But overall, good game. Uh, 
good game to have. I think we got most of our players in. Uh, yeah, I think it was the first time that Aubameyang and Lacazette played together up front. I know you guys. Were I thought it worked. Pretty eh? much asking for it. it, it, it Sorry. I thought it paid. No, it I paid think off. this season. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to think. Season. I, I was thinking whether it was bounced off each other quite well. I wonder mm. whether they. I I couldn't really get whether they were playing a four four two or a four five one because it did feel it like it was a. F- yeah, it was a four four two based on my app. Like yeah, what right. They displayed out, but yeah, like, it looks like a four four two. But like I think Premier League app was like a four five one, which I thought was a bit. I mean, when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, that's four four two, but um, but I mean, whatever like, It's a small thing. But yeah, it's good to see both of them playing up. Uh, um, maybe that will give Lacazette more game time, and then uh, it's also probably preparing for the Fcon. You know, when when Pepe is not around, uh, probably if Saka, Smithrow, and Odegaard like, we might not have the Euro- uh European games, but you know, it's still gonna wear our players out at the same time. Yeah, it's probably gonna be world class children FC doing the Fcon because I think. It's Aubameyang, Pepe and Partey, right? They'll be shipped oh, yeah. off yeah, from, yeah. Yeah, to the internationals. And Partey, big miss in United, uh, mean United, sorry, Arsenal's midfield. And I just want to bring Pascal into this conversation because uh, you do have a soft spot for Arsenal mm. because your bro is a Gunners fan. You know, shout out to Pascal's bro. Love to shout have you on the pod yeah. one day. Yeah, so um, the question I want to pose to you is Arsenal have been pretty inconsistent with uh, firstly how they play. And of course, which kind of leads to the inconsistent results. And how much emphasis do you put that on the coaching? Because I'm just going to list you a few examples, right? Um, I'm just going to take the no- from the Norwich game onwards. They beat Norwich, they beat Burnley, they beat Spurs. Uh, but we drew, this right? is a fixture that they always do well in at the Emirates because they always get sl- Spurs always get slapped up there. But up against a well-coached team in Brighton, mm. uh, they look... They should have lost, honestly, because mm, mm-hmm, Brighton mm-hmm. knew what they were doing and Arsenal didn't couldn't get any rhythm at all. Yeah. And yeah, I know they beat Villa 3-1, but it was weird that, you know, Jacob Ramsey, who was doing so well in Villa's midfield, uh, he built a good chemistry with Douglas Lewis and uh, John McGinn. And it's weird that he, in a game of this magnitude, that Dean Smith actually threw in Brandia. Uh, over Jacob Ramsey and they look much better when Ramsey came on for Brandy. Yeah, he even scored the goal mm. that I think Ramsdale could have done better but I don't know. So um, yeah, what do you think man? The Arsenal being inconsistent. Yeah, I think I think you're, you're spot on with that. Um, I've watched quite, quite a few Arsenal games this season and I think it's safe to say we can discount whatever we saw from match day one to three just because of the personnel in that side. It was not the Arsenal that's um, it was never going to be the Arsenal team that was going to play the whole season. You know, we've seen new players come in, we've seen returning players from injury. So in that sense, Arsenal do look a lot more solid defensively. I got to give them that. That is something that I've seen, uh, even for the Brighton game, you know, it, it, Brighton have attacked most of the teams they played. So it's no, it's no shame that Arsenal conceded several chances against them. I do mm-hmm. think they are more solid at the back and that's something they have to build off on because... I was honestly expecting them to struggle against Villa. I thought the the result would be similar to the one against Crystal Palace. Yeah, that's what I really thought mm-hmm. so as well. They, they looked they looked really good. They looked sharp from the off. It was a bit of a combination of Arsenal playing well and Villa just not showing up. And I thought, like you said earlier, the second goal killed the game off as a contest. So mm-hmm. I think 
both Arsenal, the, the players and the fans need to, you know, ma- the key is to manage expectations. What I don't like to see right now on like, you know, social media or those like AFT forums. It's like, forums oh, we'll get top six, right? Exactly. They yeah, need yeah. to realize where they're at, yeah. what they're up against and build off of that, you know, and, and, and really see who the players are they can't just take players on form right now. They need to see, like your Lacazette, for example, they need to really figure out if there is a future for Lacazette and yeah. just reward him with a new contract because he bangs exactly. in a few goals. They exactly. need to see if there is a progression. Like, can Laka give us another good two years? Mm-hmm. If not, then you just got to, you know, thank him I for the service. I completely agree. And I, I, I realised realize about giving Laka, you know, a, a contract extension is like Alba and Laka of are on the same age group you're gonna get two senior players um i mean it, this is not a Syria or whatever you know uh you can't have that senior strikers too many of them as well i'm not sure if they're gonna carry the same amount of pace uh and strength and you know whatnot look at chelsea which we're gonna talk very soon about uh lukaku and Werner. they're young strong fast uh yeah, it, it, it's a good mix of people that they have there. And I worry a bit about the future of Arsenal. Speaking about brooding youngsters in, right? Um, Gabriel Martinelli, man. Um, what's up with him? He, he's mm. not injured. He's I on think the bench, he's right? not. He's, he's just not Ateta's first pick, if you ask me. Is, is he a little bit like the Donny van der Beek of Arsenal? Yeah. Not I'll, quite just can't extent. get a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think I think he's still good games. Just, he, th- there's no... I think because of like... The okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've been spending too much time on FM, uh, <laughs> football manager for those people out there. Um, look, looking at how Arsenal kind of like set the team up, right? We give uh more game time to players like Pepe, Smith Rowe, Saka. So there's already no slot for Martinelli. Uh, your your strikers uh Alba and Laka. So there's basically and the AM spot is gonna be filled up by Udegaard. So there's basically no time for him. So, Martin Allen is supposed to be Aubameyang's heir, right? After he... I mean, he's kind of playing on the... Which I find it confusing. I agree with you that he should be the heir. But, like, the last mm-hmm. season, if you see all the matches, he have been playing, like, an inside forward on the left. Which like is the left, kind the of the... Forward, right? Yeah, the mm. previous position of Alba, not the forward striker. Uh, So, I find it a bit... Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen... Uh, moving forward with this also. I mean, you you talked about consistency earlier with like the manager, right? I think Martin, I I I like Martinelli. Don't get me wrong. When he's on it, he's really on it. But I don't feel like he's consistent enough to warrant a starting place. Like it's almost every time I've seen Martinelli thrown on as uh, maybe like a seventieth minute sub. Yeah, it, he hasn't. He doesn't been quite much. impact the game like I would if I was an Arsenal fan. He doesn't impact the game like I would want to. So. I understand the clamor for something different, but at the same time, he's not quite, you know, giving much pressure to Arteta to include him. It's not like he he needs to be in the team, and it's this travesty that he's not playing. It's I, I don't quite see it that way. I agree with Pascal. Yeah, so based on that thought, right? Mm. Will you let him go on loan if you are Arteta because he's not getting any play? Uh, sorry, not getting any play time. So so, so he doesn't look like he's gonna. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's gonna force his way in. Um, Which comes the other issue. Yeah. Uh, we uh-huh. have Niketia and, and Niketia, yeah. yeah uh, Niketia, and then we have Dogo, yeah. <laughs> so like there are like four strikers for fighting for that one position forward. Which I was kind of happy when I saw the four four two formation, which means that probably there'll be more and more players 
being able to play that forward position rather than just fully giving it to Laka, uh, Laka and Alba. Uh, but also, you know, we we have to keep the English guys in just because of the rules. So I'm not sure about whether <laughs> sending that, that FM um, yeah, manager and you. No? That's right, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm struggling because I can Super see. Super underrated, it. actually. You, yeah, you only realize you need it until <laughs> you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm seeing it now. That like I mentioned to you guys offline that, that that's what uh Arsenal is kind of struggling with, man. Like uh we don't have enough English players, and the ones that we have are all like that's under That's why Declan Rice costs hundred mil. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's that's literally why Declan Rice costs hundred yeah. mil. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, Sash, I think the loan would have to make sense, because loans can mean a a degree of things. You know, loans could be like when Liverpool loaned out Sturridge to West Brom, that was kind of the writing on the wall. We're just All loaning like, him out because we're or trying to Chelsea's, ship him off. Chelsea's Lukaku loans. I mean, like, he only got better exactly, and better each loan. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference. So I yeah. think they need to find the right loan. They need to find a team that's, you know, competitive. Perhaps not in the first division. Maybe if they can find a team that's chasing promotion, that would be good. Yeah. Or if they can find a loan for him in Europe, at a team and that is competing for Europe. Yeah, it's also up to him, him whether he wants to fight for his place or like go out for a loan to get more experience. Yeah, I think I think the message has to be clear. It has to be like, Gabriel, you know, we want you to get, you know, obviously you're not getting enough playing time. We want you to go out. Um, we're, we've got a good offer from this team and we'd like to see you, you know, improve your development over the next six months. But if he kind of doesn't buy the, the loan, then it could work against Arsenal. He could see it as them trying to force him out. So they have to be kind of careful with what they do with him. Yeah, I mean, all right. the only ones that we can learn from is the loan master, Chelsea. <laughs> man, let's talk about your hoarders. game, man. Yeah, hoarders. Like. Yeah, I mean, speaking about teams that are not competitive, um, Norwich City, you guys are going to go down. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> there was no zero chill, man. Dude, I, I, I would rather see Stoke City in the Premier League than Norwich right now. It's basically like you come up from the championship and you go straight down. It's almost yeah, like they're worse, what? They're worse than they were two years ago. Yeah, no, I was, I was, how is that yeah, possible? Yeah. Yeah. Like the squad. Oh, and is the thing is that, that they spent. They yeah. spent money. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, 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 they didn't lose their, their best player, right, in Brindia. That is true, but. Mm-hmm. But Brindia's not like, gonna. Yeah, but Brindia's not gonna. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the same feeling of like when you pluck out like the 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 soul of the the team like their main player. I think it's what's happening. Just a, a quick side note. It's what happened. It's what I feel is happening to Villa, now that Grealish is gone and you thought that they invested quite well. Um, but like they've just lost three games. Five doesn't equal one. Yeah. Yeah, like and you can Suarez kind of feel like kind of they thing. they even with the with the with the good team that they have right now that they don't have that that focal point or someone to look for it. I think it's more of an uh, adjustment yeah. phase for Villa, but like Norwich is totally. I don't know, man. If they knew this was gonna happen, then they shouldn't have let. With Norwich, it's it's just it's damning because you have the same head coach, you effectively have most of the same players who went down the last time they were up, and they just seem to have learned nothing. Yeah, it's like the lessons from their last relegation don't seem to have impacted them. Yes, they looked hungry in the championship, deservedly won promotion, but it just. Yeah, uh, it, it's. I agree. It's Sash. You, they yeah, they they are a team that are too good for the championship, and as you can see, evidently not good enough. Yeah, the, the Robert. League. So if there's a league, like if there's teams. a league right in the middle of the championship <laughs> and the Premier League, I think they would actually do. Okay maybe they maybe in twi- in like ten years they'll have like a conference Premier League or some shit. Norwich <laughs> winning there every year. 
Oh man You uh, kind of see this happening a lot Like where The teams that get promoted One team does exceptionally well Like this case was Brentford This year And the mm, previous one mm-hmm. was Leeds right There's yep. always one team that does Way above expectation Because they just hit the ground running Their teams are Full of energy mm. And they They are like They don't mind playing uh, a li- Like a little bit dirty Like they would just go in hard And stuff like that But This Norwich team They kind of like They just I don't know. They have no kind of organization. They are too open, and they don't really have a good attack. So they're probably just gonna. Yeah, I I think I hate Norwich more than I hate Brentford right now. They just didn't try at all. I think. What do you hate them, man? Come on, man. Seven nil. Back yeah, but backfight to backfight. How they defended all the goals were absolutely. I mean, if you're a Norwich fan, I'm. I feel so sorry for you, especially the uh, fourth goal, which I highlighted to you guys, the one where. Chilwell had so much space on the left hand side and it was the build up to that goal that was the most damning thing of them all and, and how they tried to or rather lack of organisation and and just um, Kovacic and Jorginho right two holding midfielders they had so much space to venture Made forward they look like Prime Perlo and like Xavi exactly <laughs> and if you give them <laughs> if you give them so much space yeah. to ping passes right they will kill you yep. and, yeah it's just just go back down, man. No, we we don't need you. Just wow, wow. They are basically free six points for any team that, that plays them. Just I mean, we we're gonna talk about <laughs> managers potentially losing their jobs, right? And I don't like to advocate this. We talked about this with Steve Bruce, but I think if Norwich want any hope of staying up, they need to swatch. They need to um swap, swap Daniel Farquhar yeah. with someone else because. Steve Bruce lah. I mean, he's he's free. I mean, true, dude, like, true. M- might it be time to call on Big Sam? Like. Wow, the oh, the the sign, you know the the bad the bad signals up in the air. Not yet. It has to be around December, Christmas. January. But yeah, dude, yeah. They, have, they have like two points, man. The only thing that's keeping them from being uh, rock bottom is the fact that the two teams above them, Newcastle and Bur- is it is it Newcastle and Burnley? Who's yeah. who's eighteenth? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. The I think three Burnley's of them 18. haven't won a game. I think this might be. I've never seen three teams all. Conspired S- to like slum. be so shit together. I've never seen that dude, before. Dude, Burnley league. will be, hey man, hey man. Burnley will be fine. Really though? <laughs> dude, they have Corny. Maxwell Corny. That's how you <laughs> but pronounce it. Burnley name, right? is usually Corny. a team that relies on like a mid table, like, be more stubborn defense, but that seems to oh, have no, evaporated. Dude, dude this I, year. I know my guys, I know my guys Burnley. They usually start off very slowly, but I, I know that this this season they start off a little bit slower than than they want, but I, I trust Sean Dyshman. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Dude, they they have experience in in avoiding relegation, so I, I, yeah, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll. Pr- <laughs> I can't wait to clip this. <laughs> Six months. But um, yeah, but, uh, any l- let's yeah, yeah. get back a bit to yeah, just before we sure. move on, just a bit to Chelsea, man. I mean, Kai Havertz, dude, it was his chance to shine. Um, mm. not sure how he busted up, not scoring a goal at all. Uh. He looks like he needs to bulk up. Um, he, he had trouble with his back to goal against. I mean, he was up against Grant Hanley, and he likes. He's a guy that likes ball to feet, but in the Premier League, you're not gonna get yeah, it all the time. You have to fight. Yeah, fight yeah, for you gotta physicality. Fight. Do you hear that? That's mm. the the smallest violin in the world playing. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Mount, ama- amazing hat hat trick. Um, you you know. I, I, I just well, long to say, overdue, Mason Mount. Congrats I, to him. I just want to say, you know, when I saw the subs, right, I was very confused because I saw Lotus Cheek get on board. I saw ZH get on board. And then I saw Barkley came on board. And then I was like thinking to myself, wow, Barkley is of a higher choice than Saul. 
different kind of player lah. To be fair, but yeah, I think I think Saul. I thought that would be a game that he might have been done before he even got going. I think Tuchel took one look at him in those forty-five minutes and was like, "Nah." I was like, "That was a game to bring Saul in, man." Given your score sheet, you know, your your four four nil hit. Saul, yeah, yeah. I mean, back to that point. I think Saul will feature in the midweek EFL Cup game. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. EFL, yeah. Yeah, let's ah, hope there's, so, there's no way of playing Saul in the UCL. I mean, if if he's but he he is experienced in the UCL, what wouldn't you give I him? I think just not really. Not for the squad he's, now. He's not used to the style yet. Yeah, he needs a bit more training. I think like I mean, dude, Fabinho, Fabinho took like six whole months before he was a first. But team. the thing is, we signed Fabinho. You guys loaned him for one year, like <laughs> before he can <laughs> do it. He's gone. Yeah, dude, we we are smart. We learn from it. Like if he doesn't work out, we still have the receipt and we can ship him back off to Atletico. Man. True, so it's true, a win-win. true. True. It's a win-win, man. I still don't. I I, I still don't understand what was his purchase for, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Depth in midfield, midfield man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, no, we we signed Saul on loan because we didn't want Liverpool to la. That's just the. That, that, I I honestly <laughs> think that could be a real a legit thing. I mean, like that that sounds so Chelsea. That sounds so petty. Fair <laughs> it, it's Chelsea. I mean, man. It's something I would it's something I would do. Yeah, I've I'll done it in it. FM before. Yes, so. I have done it too. Just sign it and yeah, then so I'm the play out. If you guys don't have any more final thoughts about the game, I know why don't we just move on to the the, big the one. dessert fixture yeah. of the weekend. The other I know fixture, my guy, the other fixture yeah, my guy Nathan has been <laughs> my guy Nathan has been pretty quiet so far. So yeah, man, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys okay, if you guys didn't know, um, Manchester United they lost five 0 to Liverpool at Old Trafford. It was pretty disgusting the way they defended. It was as though you know. Norwich, uh, after the game at Stamford Bridge, they decided to change into the red kits, <laughs> and then you know face the face Liverpool at Old Trafford. It was, I'm not kidding. The defending, or rather lack of defending, was pretty horrendous. Like there was absolutely zero organization at all. Maguire was all over the place. You know, um, Cristiano Ronaldo he looked starved of possession. I'm, I'm, there wasn't any communication at all. I'm just gonna say uh, this, like, because yeah. that's how I felt about. Uh, I mean, I mean, I empathize. I think empathize is the word here. Uh, with Nate, I mean, I said this offline <laughs> that like, this was exactly how I felt when Arsenal was like going through the tough times. Uh, pretty much the first three games actually felt like this, but then I think the, the the difference is that you guys actually spent money to get like, good players. Uh, and it's not like y'all had a bet. A super bad team to begin with. Um. So yeah, Nick, you wanna yeah get yeah, the mean, ball rolling. Uh, watching the the first half especially, it felt a little bit like the when uh, a bit of a throwback to the Arsenal City match when I was watching that as well. It's just when you look at that the these kind of games, you're just like what like the defense. I don't even know really where to start with the defense. I think one thing is you gotta give credit where it's due. I think Liverpool's movement has made it a bit tricky and uh but it's no excuse for how easy it was for for them to drag the players around. Uh I think what was really interesting was the fact that um f- I think they, they had Firmino and Jota, right? And they weren't yes. playing money. And so that was one of the 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 what I thought was going to be a bit of a weird decision by Klopp but it turned out to be quite genius because Firmino's movement r- tends to drag Maguire out of his position like Maguire tends to be quite fixated on where Firmino's walking and Firmino likes to like drop so then Maguire finds himself like in this weird position where he's almost standing next to Lindelof and then Shaw feels like oh no there's this big gap right now in the centre so I'm just gonna drift into the centre and then who they leave at the 
as uh, the opposite side of the of the pitch completely free is Salah which is like the when you're watching the match <laughs> exactly when you're watching the match you're just like you don't really see it <laughs> yet until the ball gets switched out and you're just like wait what why is Salah completely free and like why is like Maguire and Shaw like running into each other it was just like it's a it was a circus lah actually yeah so, I'm, I'm no de- I'm no defensive coach but I think it would be good if someone were to mark Salah <laughs> because in the form that he's in right now you, you can't leave him free might and be a good Vesh- idea what was, Vesh- yeah, what was Vesh- <laughs> doing man he I could he wasn't he supposed to be tracking back? Like, Navi Keita had the whole yep. area to play in. Yeah, like, I think this this match really exposed a lot of things about United. Mainly their lack and inability to press. Their, the, the, just the lack of communication. No one really tells someone like, hey, I'm going to run, like, I'm going to press this guy. You have to take the next guy. Because when one person goes, they leave the next person free and then you actually so I think it was in probably well, I can't even remember which goal it was because there were so many but either the second one or the third one where they just went down one side so I think they started pressing and then the ball just went down Trent's side and it went all the way straight uh, uh, that, that was the first goal right Is that the, the one where Trent scored the one where yeah, like, yeah, 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 they scored like 100 players I was waiting for the offside three. flag you know because I couldn't believe that um, Salah had three options to play in front of him and one Luke Shaw in his way I was just waiting For the flag to come up And when it didn't I was just like oh And when I saw the replay It was I couldn't believe it man Like I mean we, We've sent screenshots About that first goal To each other It's, <laughs> it's Mind boggling It's fraudulent defending man And just to poke the bear A little <coughs> bit right uh, I, I know you did A very brief um, Explanation on, on How you should press right So how much Of this scoreline Is down to All this lack of coaching experience because you don't defend like that against Liverpool man like uh, um, I'm kind of mind boggled yeah I was thinking about this for a while and and a thought that came to me to mind was that United have never really been a pressing team you go back to like the days of SAF as well like but not really a pressing team Uh, we are much more like uh if anything, right, if you want to think about the defensive structure that United the back sometimes two, right? take on, is, is like they sit, actually. They, are, they almost not, they don't really park the bus, but they do sit deep so that they can counter, which which we've seen in, in, in games under Mourinho as well. And even early days under Sosha, uh, he would tend to sit back a little bit and play full counter against a team like Liverpool. Um, but... Uh, and I think the best case where we saw that work very effectively was against PSG uh, in that very um, uh, memorable UCL uh, game. So this one was a bit strange because United didn't really sit deep. In the end, like you could, if you've seen all the, the photos that you can see around, the, the, their team was completely stretched and it was they were kind of high actually, um, which meant that when they started to drop as Liverpool were attacking, you could actually see that they have to almost backpedal and then they're trying to look and run to the nearest guy to mark, the, which the is why goal, they the tend to... Goal. Yeah, right, the first goal. And no, but also in the goal where uh, the cross came in and it went across the goal and then Jota slid it in. And even uh, if yeah. he didn't... It, was it Jota? Yeah. Even if he didn't, there was another guy right behind him, right? James Milner. They were like... Yeah. James, James Milner. Milner. Yeah. It was like everyone's dragged to the ball, which is so like... Uh, we, like we, I, I would say this is like primary school football for people yeah. who, like who've seen it before. Everyone is just attracted like flies to the light, and they are just like dragged to the ball, and then they leave completely the person that they're supposed to mark completely free. 
I mean, that's what I thought like, when I saw the mm. first go on highlights, right? I saw that thing and I was like, the first thing I saw before, like, once Liverpool crossed the halfway line, right? I saw that thing and I was like, why is the D-line so high up against Liverpool? Like, it doesn't make sense. None of your defenders can probably track back that quickly. Uh, maybe one Bisaka. And then the next thing I know, it was coming in hot and fast. Uh, Keita slots it in well. Um, yeah, I really questioned, like, why it was so high up. Um, and it's not like you guys played McFred, which we all agreed that McFred they did though. Yeah, for for they this, did, they did, yeah. for this game is not they they weren't the worst players on the uh, on the pitch. Um, I, I would have to say like, I actually thought that I don't know. I, I actually want to ask Nate about this. Uh, do you think like with that lineup, like, would you have changed anything to the, to that lineup based on players? Mm, I mean. Like, Bailly maybe for Maguire Because I still feel like <laughs> Maguire is not really fit And now that We've seen his last two games I don't think he's even fit To play for For <laughs> us Just based on mentality It's it's not so much His ability is completely lacking We have seen him play Good games before mm-hmm. But I feel like He's having a bit of a rough patch Right now And I think it's really affecting His 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 game So I think It'll be If you're a If you're a good manager Which Ole is not oh. He should rest him and and really give him a break. Like, just like I think you need to recalibrate a bit. You know, just sit out for a while, and and then like get your rhythm back in training. And then when you're ready, then I'll put you back in the team. And then give someone else a run in for a while, um. Because I think this constant pressure of asking him to like put on the captain's armband and lead out a very um dejected looking United team is not is not doing him any favors. So, yeah, he he wasn't that great. Um, I felt that. When Cavani came on, he had all the energy and he definitely presses a lot more than Ronaldo. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Cavani could have started. Um, I understand instead why of, he would have started Ronaldo. Uh, uh-huh, no, I yeah. understand why he, he played Ronaldo. But either or, I feel like the two of them can sub each other. I think that's fine. Um, I think it was great that we didn't play someone like Martial who wouldn't probably press. Even though, I mean, you can always say like, oh, Martial scored his goal against Liverpool before, but he's not the same Martial. Um, actually, this could have been Not a game for Sancho. Yeah, that's right. But Sancho does actually. Well, okay, we haven't seen much from him, but he does run. So, this would have been a game for him because. But I mean, you have to just look at the performance and realize that actually, on paper, it looked like it could have worked. Like Greenwood and Rashford were quite terrible. Yeah. But even though you think that they they actually haven't had bad, um, well, Rashford hasn't had a bad two games since he came back from injury. And Greenwood had a pretty decent start to this season. So the fact that this game, they just capitulated. No one really found any rhythm. Uh, I think it goes down to the fact that Liverpool had total domination. They were really good on the ball. Their passing was crisp, really fast. Um, Their players always moved into space, which caused a lot of problems for United, who were zonal marking them and weren't really picking up the players properly. They were like, oh, when he comes into my area, I'll try to get to him. But once they get to him, the ball's already gone. And I think that goes down credit to, to just how well the Liverpool team um, moved the ball. And the finishing, I mean, the, the players who did score are probably in the form of their lives right now. So credit to them. I think it was just a real mismatch on Definitely. On the Salah's hat-trick. Um, getting a hat-trick at United home is never easy. Um, and he's the made first it look guy so to easy. score. Yeah, he's the yeah, first, he's score, a guy the first to opposing score player hat-trick, to score, yeah. yeah. Oh really? Oh, they uh, said the last oh, wow. one was was R nine. Uh, oh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, but that was the Champions League. Yeah, that was the Champions League. Wow, so Ronaldo Premier League. That's the wow. Okay, 
Okay. The, the, I mean, that's all very interesting. I think the very next thing that we talk, we need to probably talk about is Paul Pogba. Oof. The read for oh, Paul dude, Pogba. Oh, the tackle was bad, man. No, no, no. I know. Let me just rewind, rewind uh, a little bit earlier to the match. Um, the I think that the face of play that I'm gonna we're gonna look into uh, is um when Curtis Jones got his balls kicked uh, into by uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, okay, we can ball do that one first. Contact. We can do that one <laughs> if first. If I do remember, like, years ago in the EFL <laughs> Cup, you can bring this up now. Uh, Eden Hazard got sent off for the exact same thing. He kicked the ball boy, you know, he, I mean, it was not malicious intent. He he wanted the, the ball, the ball, to get the ball back yeah. into the, yeah, into the field to, to back in play. have the game restarted yeah. as soon as possible. But, I when I saw that, right, I was like, okay, I think Ronaldo's gonna get sent off because like, it looks it looks pretty bad. Like he went in twice. If he went in once, I'll be like, oh okay, he just wants the ball. But he, after I saw him going in for the extra kick, right? I know he hit the ball, but it's pretty violent conduct. No, dude, and the first kick was more than enough. Like it's not even about the second kick, really. No, no, the, uh, the first kick, yellow card. Yeah, I understand. But when he went in for the second kick, I was like, okay, that's that's a red card, man. Like Ronaldo, Ronaldo has lost his head. And uh, when Anthony Taylor brandished a yellow card, I was like, yo, what is this, man? Is this like prison rules football? And um, yeah, uh, it's... And after that, we fast-forwarded to, you know, the Paul Pogba two-footed tackle. Like, I, I didn't even need to see the close-up uh, <laughs> clip of it because once I saw him going into Nabi Keita, I was like, okay, that's it. That's a red card. But when I saw Anthony Taylor flash out the yellow again, I was like, yo, this is he's he's brandishing the cards based on reputation. If this was um I, I know it's a bit of the villain of the podcast right now, but if that was Granite Jaka <laughs> to make the tackle, right? Instant red card. But good thing that the VAR referee actually Mike, revealed it Mike and told D. him that. Is that the that, norm now for violent. referees to, to just show yellow first and then wait for confirmation? Maybe because it's harder to yeah. take back a red, perhaps. Actually so no, you, you can back a red. Sure. I have seen a red back. Yeah, before. you can you can back you a red. Yeah, oh, I've yeah, seen yeah, it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it yeah. before. Like usually after the red, right? Some people like argue, argue, and then they'll run to VAR and then they'll like like cancel out the red and then like give brand a yellow instead. I've seen that before. Yeah. Man, yeah. Paul Pogba, you know, when when he left the field after he got sent off, like he didn't really look like he was you know, in remorse at all. He, he was smoking, I, I mean, like, like, he was sort of smoking a little bit. Dude, the game was kind of over already before he <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was like, you know what, F, F it, yeah. I'm not going to waste my time running around to chase these yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go for an early shower, probably going to get my that's, head that's, done again. He's going to miss Spurs in City now, you know, so clearly it was, I cal- mean, it was calculated, right? I'm not trying to sound like Graham Souness or anything, but Whoa. what do you mean by calculated? Like Because he, like, surely he must have known that was going to be a red, like, he's not a dumbass, you know, he, he, that was, he lunged in two-footed. Might have scraped the ball, but you've seen that. It's not a new rule. We've had this rule for like at least five years now. So, so with that thought, right? Do you think that most of the players have given up on Oli? Like Maguire, are we, we we're going into out. this like conspiracy? Maguire's mentally checked out, man. And Pogba with that, I mean, conspiracy theory. But he lunged in, fully knowing that he was gonna get sent off if he did a if I mean that two footed tackle did connect, and yeah, it's. I mean, just just to segue a little bit, like, it's, I think Nabi Keita is the most cursed player in the Premier League. Like, he, <laughs> whenever he performs well, he either gets injured in training or, you know, he doesn't make the, the full 90 of the match because he's crocked with an injury. Uh, but, yeah, and, you know, well wishes to Nabi, man. Speedy recovery. I think he's okay for Brighton. I'm yeah, not sure yeah, about I think that, the news coming out was that it wasn't too serious. Um, yeah, and... And it's not just that, like, I kind of saw a clip of Ronaldo, like, 
waving his hands all about. I don't know if he was mocking Ole because Ole seemed to be doing the exact same thing as he barked out instructions to his United players. But I don't know, Nathan, just to, just to bring you back in again. Ole, man, like, I know you are one of the most ardent Ole in fans, but surely he's got to go, right? Like, yeah, I do. You can't agree. you can't justify this performance. Yeah. I think I think he's really the thing about Ole is that uh, up to this point, I think we look at his his uh, tenure as manager up to this point, and he's one thing that he's had was the backing of his his players. He's never been the most tacti- uh, tactically astute. Everyone knows that he doesn't really and he doesn't try to be la, And he is uh, definitely not probably the the best tactician but he definitely has the players playing the kind of brand of football that he believes in and I think for a while he did get their buy-in which was the fact that you just have to uh, really trust your individual ability which is odd enough to, to be saying that right now but he really kind of told them like you each are probably one of the few best in your positions in this league go out and do your thing and and just play well together um, which sounds weird to say but honestly that's kind of the menu way it has been for the longest time where we've just been a bit of an overpowered side uh, in previous years even under SAF and it has only now caught up to us that the other teams have equally good players in those positions but are playing proper tactics and so now it's kind of been found out and so right now um, the Ole style of football just doesn't work anymore like you can't go into a game clueless and you can't go into a game without a plan B if your plan A doesn't I, work. I, I think I think you're kind of discrediting the good, uh, Fergie a little bit because you don't win thirteen league titles just based on like vibes and prayers. I think he, I think he knows a little bit about more about coaching and and. Oh no, definitely. I think on. I think coaching <laughs> is coaching is is. No, uh, don't get me wrong. Like the the team plays, uh, played a much simpler kind of football, to be honest. Um, and back then you really had like if you look at the teams across. Uh, his whole span, like when he had his forwards, like his York and Cole, and then he had really good um, holding midfielders. Um, their their style of football uh, and Paul Scott as well was quite simple. It was just get the ball to the to the attackers and then back them up when they're gonna score. Like if you're uh, attacking midfielders, stand outside the box, and it was really a more simple. And you can actually see this in the conversations that they have now that most of them are pundits. They are kind of the way that they talk about it is always very simplified. Like, oh, you don't have to do all of this. You just need to do this. And I think that kind of simplicity really helped because in that kind of era of football, um, and I mean, a lot of players who did play in that, that era, if you're skillful, you really are probably better than most of the people in your in those positions. But nowadays, that has kind of been overcome. So it has made me really think, and this is not to discredit whatever Fergie did, and I'm probably the biggest Fergie fan, um, that... I think Fergie would struggle even right now if you pit him against the other um, three big teams like Chelsea and um, City, Liverpool of right now today. If you get Fergie in with this United squad, definitely he can motivate them and the players would play for him. And probably that's the only reason that they would probably be competitive. But if you think tactically wise, like they never had a pressing game. They never really had a... Mm, I would say maybe he would set them up differently as in buy different players right now the United of now are more of a marketable team they buy the stars but they don't really buy them with a with a tactical way of playing I mean if you think about it 
uh, Ferguson Sancho. used to buy the players that he wants yeah, to yeah. play the way he wants. Um, and I think that was the reason why for this season Ole has so much expectation on him because he has finally got a team that looks more or less what he wants and yeah, but they are with, doing a lot benching? worse. Yeah, but you, you look at the bench, right? You have over 200 million of worth of talent. Like He has Sancho who United have been chasing for two years. Yeah, like over the two guy years. was basically built for the the non-existent right-wing position that <laughs> you guys are clamoring for and to have him on the bench and to have Pogba on the bench as well and you know I mean Van Der Beek is always on the bench but I, um, oh, no. I don't know man Oli, Oli has been making some pretty yeah. it, it's, it's a very damn if you do damn if you yeah. don't kind of situation for Oli because there are times where he does decide like okay I'm just going to play that superstar team and then they don't perform well and then everyone will be like you know what you can't just like throw them all in like that you've got to think a little bit like like Pogba's not gonna defend Sancho's not gonna defend so you can't just throw all these attacking players into the team then who's gonna be your defensive cover because if you okay, okay, like the names that you listen they don't really track back yeah but but to rebuttal that thought okay I know that the, the France team has N'Golo Kante but and they have a lot of superstars in their team and they work I mean they won a World Cup but I think that boils down to you know the manager again yeah like, it okay, does you it does. give you give Klopp that team right I think he wins the Premier League easily. You give Ole that Liverpool team right now with Salah and Mane and Firmino, he'll find a way to mess it up. Because, I mean, on paper, right, player for player, you compare the United and Liverpool team, I think they are pretty evenly matched. It's just, the difference is the coaching, man. Like, you see, they know, Liverpool players know what to do. They know who's supposed to go where. They press the hell out of... Um, United and the thing is that you know, the most damning thing about the result is Liverpool didn't even play well like they don't it just looks like a normal mm. Liverpool yeah. to be honest like, it's like the, the first goal man it wasn't even a good move they just it was just simple triangle passes here and there and the United players like, like you said they were drawn to the ball like flies I don't know why and yeah when, when Luke yeah. Shaw was all up on himself I think that, like, okay, that's, yeah. that's the, the that's the point that, that makes me like also really think okay I'm not defending Oli um, but it's just like that point that you just mentioned if you get drawn to the ball there's no amount of coaching that, mm. that kind of like snaps you out of that like as like I think I did mention to you guys this when we were right after the match that that's just not how you play as a professional footballer you don't get dragged to the ball you understand the role that you have to play you're the right back here's the guy you're supposed to Your mark you have to, stand, area, you have to right? go up to a certain distance and then you can't really cross unless they're like you have no choice but like Shaw right for that for the for the first goal um, he didn't have to be there because Maguire and Lindelof were obviously there and there was no other threat coming down that side they had one guy who was who was marking the guy who was going to cross the ball and then you had to just stay in your positions and wait for the ball to come in and then clear it out you can't just all try to block the cross and then leave whoever's behind and just hope the ball yeah, doesn't but go that, in. Yeah, but that stems from the instruction yeah. from the manager and the I do agree. Team. I'm so just wondering that, if that, how much yeah. of that really is, you know, like, if, if it's true that Ole's saying, like, everybody press the ball, then, I mean, then he shouldn't, he should be long gone by now. Um, I mean, I, I but think But it's we'll just the basics. I think it's just the basics of football that United have, have, have lost in that game. They're not always like that, but yeah, it's true that I think it, it's compounded by the fact that what's happening at training uh, they are just losing their focus. They are forgetting how to play cohesively together. And, and I think there's more than that. I think they've also lost trust in the manager. 
so he is starting to lose the the dressing the, room. The dressing room. Uh, but unlike Mourinho, he's not. Who's not? Who who kind of went after players? Um, Ole's just not probably training them in in a way that they. And obviously, these guys are all top tier international footballers. They train with other managers as well. They know that probably the standard of United um, training is not good, and they are really questioning the manager. And it could be just the case that they just don't want to play for him anymore. So going back to the point that you mentioned about how if we swap managers and Klopp took United and um, Ole took Liverpool, I think you are right. I think we, we Ole could definitely uh, mess up the Liverpool squad just because I don't think that they would buy into whatever he's trying to coach them to do. And I think the United team would thrive under Klopp because he's just a top-tier manager. I think that's that. what you say is absolutely true. Yeah, definitely one of the top three managers in the world right now, Klopp. Talk- yeah, but so talking um, about managers, uh, Sash, you want to go first? Oh, uh, I just wanted to ask um, Nathan on um, yeah a little bit. I, I think we're going on the same. Uh, oh, we yeah? are. Oh, yeah, but nice. Um, I know it, it, it's recently been announced that the United board are still going to stick to Ole, mm, uh, much to yes. the the glee of all the other nineteen managers in the league. But you, right? Um, I know the managers that are being put in contention to replace Ole. Uh, I think it's Zidane, Antonio Conte, and Eric Ten Hag. I personally do not see Ten Hag leaving Ajax midway through the season. And Zidane, I think he is not interested in the job right now. So that kind of leaves Antonio Conte, who I think has expressed an interest in, in yeah, the United there's project. There are some rumours going on about that. But Conte expressed interest in the Spurs project too until... He kind of no, had but the thing is that United are willing to spend. Like, they did spend, and they did spend quite a bit. And I think he will want to work with the players who are there. Mm. Like, you have the ready-made players. Like, he did uh, join Chelsea because, you know, we are, we were an underachieving side that, you know, in the previous season, we just won the Premier League. So he didn't really need to do much in terms of rebuilding a squad because, you know, the assets for a title challenge were already there in place. And he just needed to add in, like, an Angolo Kante basically to to really make us uh, title challenges again so Nathan I just want to ask you do you think that Antonio Conte will be a good fit for United? Mm, I think he won't be worse than what we have right now it's <laughs> 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 a very dejected <laughs> well, way of saying I'm not trying answer, to skip man. the question but uh, to be honest like I haven't been a super big fan of him because like he doesn't have like okay, what the talk around the town for the United team is uh, is that um, they like the kind of um, swashbuckling attacking football, and that's just not something that maybe um, Antonio Conte brings in. He does he he's a little bit like a Mourinho, more of a tactician, definitely more defensive minded. But he knows how to control a game. He knows how to set up for for matches, which is the problem with Ole, uh, and that's why I think that he would definitely thrive with the kind of personnel that is already in the squad I think the he could almost do like what Tuko did um, for Chelsea last season which was take a team wi- which has a lot of potential in terms of the players and just give them the kind of lift and give them the proper coaching that they need and then I think the turnaround will be very obvious and very evident really early on so uh, with that said I think he definitely is probably the favorite because there's really no other choice and um at this point i wouldn't be against it you know because 
Yeah, like I just said, that our current option is not great. I- um, ironically, the biggest factor that might contribute to United taking that leap is what happened with Lampard and Tuchel. The board are going to see the success that Chelsea and Tuchel have had since, you know, a tough decision had to be made. Arguably, Lampard wasn't under as much uh, fire as Ole is now. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that statement, but I think that's going to weigh heavy on their minds because there was also a similar kind of lack of options for Chelsea at the time. Tuchel, you know, Conte is pretty much the Tuchel of, of the end of last year, so... I think that might my re- that might really swing um, the decision in, I guess Conte's, Conte's favor. Fair. But the latest news coming out at the time of our recording is that Oli is set to be given a few more games at least. So, I mean, the narrative might completely change again if you guys beat Spurs and City, which doesn't look likely. But stranger things have happened in the game. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how United fans are gonna feel if that does happen, though. To be I honest, mean, actually, Conte again. comes with a better kind of CV than even Tuchel did because Definitely. Tuchel struggled to win with yeah, PSG. In terms of, um, personnel available, like those are both, like Tuchel was probably the most high-profile guy at the time last year, and Conte is the most high-profile manager who's available now. Yeah, and to be honest, Conte walks into almost any team. Mm. Uh, he really does because he he has won with teams that didn't look like they had very strong sides. Um, and he's made them really difficult to Another key to, about to Conte, beat. right, that I want to add to what Nathan just said is he makes players who are kind of okay, he makes them better. Was he the we one saw who that made with Lukaku, we saw oh, that yeah. with Victor Moses, we saw that with a boatload of Chelsea players who probably can't list off right now, but that's something that you, like, you guys have the quality, it's just we're not seeing it. It's like your players who are, like, if you want to I dumb mean, it down, like your five-star players are playing like three-star players right now and Conte is going to make them play at the level that we expect and I think whether he's the right fit temperamentally, like ter- temperamentally is one thing but in terms of bringing out the best in players, I think you don't really get much better than him. Also yeah, you, fair enough. Uh, if you employ Conte, right, players will be, oh, this is a serial winner and I think we're going to give our all for him because he knows what he's doing and Nathan, just to dangle a little bit of a carrot, like uh, Conte, right? He's won league titles in 9 out of the 11 competitions that he has participated in. So he is a guy that knows how to win uh, titles and he knows how to manage in the Premier League because he turned an sort of all of sorts Chelsea team into other contenders in one season. So if you were given the opportunity to like sack Oli right now and replace him with Conte, would you do it? In a heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> because oh, you know why? There's like there's another club that's probably looking to change managers that are also high profile, and <laughs> Barca, and I think like if you don't snap oh, him no, up right now, I don't think Conte will go Barca. Yeah, because I, they're I in a lot a of a shit show. Yeah, well. yeah. No one they're wants a, Barca. They're worst shit show to be honest. No one probably Barca wants no Barca, yeah. and like Barca knows that, but the fans are probably living in denial. I think that's the mm. thing. Like um. Conte is a bit more of a realist. He he knows that the that every top tier manager wants to manage a, a a big name club, but if you look at the resources available right now, United are the obvious choice. Especially if you said that he was already interested in the Spurs project, the United one's a much bigger um kind of enticing. Yeah, job that means offer, he's so. open for a job and he's probably like waiting and hunting down, but for the right one at least. Then yeah, United I will probably be the mm-hmm. best fit. Um, for mm. that 
in terms of the fact that you can walk in and already you have a Pogba and you have a you have a Ronaldo, you have a Cavani, you have a Sancho. I mean, a, a manager of his caliber would be like licking his lips. I would if I were him. This so. to 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 be honest, right? Uh, this is just a small segue. Like when I was playing football manager, I was just looking at United squad, right? I actually fear for them a bit as well because you guys are going to lose two forwards in like one to two years. Cavani and Ronaldo will probably be missing soon. Uh, God knows about Pogba's that contract extension is still question mark. Oh, I doubt he will be extending. Yeah, there'll be I a lot. Of, there's actually down. a lot of like question marks in the near future for United, which I don't know how Ole is going to manage that. Like he's still playing his favorites uh i mean rashford greenwood and you know bruno sure and then you're missing two in the midfield is matic staying uh van de beek like uh, what's matic is happen? gone already like he's just he's just there for moral support he's going <laughs> to join Mourinho at roma <laughs> no, next so soon. if he's gone then uh what are you going to do about the mcfred's situation you're gonna go shopping man that's yeah, what united always but do like you guys don't have the cash soon because you guys splash a buttload on fucking always Sancho have cash. We, we always have cash yeah, we're different <laughs> yeah. like the supporters at this club like they pay like so much money for the jerseys and stuff like that I think you, the one thing that United don't really worry about is money I think mm. Um, but to be honest the other one which I think was another mention but it has kind of died down a lot is Lucien Favre um, and oh. I was thinking okay if this guy knows how to manage Sancho and he has ties with Haaland. Like, this is not such a bad <laughs> no, guy to come consider. Haaland <laughs> will not take you guys at the state you guys are in now. W- which, Dude, is Lucian, Lucian which is fine. Lucian Favre reminds me of like a, like a budget Hassan Huto, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you guys want to rock with that, I mean... Um, I mean, you might as well just like go for Hassan Huto. <laughs> the, the guy, like, you guys have been jumping around to... The only manager who was really your first choice that you all got was Mourinho. And for the most part, that was a success, I guess. But, I mean, obviously, it ended a bit prematurely. But if you guys get rid of Oli, right, you need to get... You need to get You need the next guy to be the right guy. You can't go for Lucien Favre. Like, he's not bad, Mm. like you said. He's not terrible, but not terrible, not bad. not good enough for you guys right now. I think that has brought to light the fact that there are... Um, only quite a few top really really top yeah, tier man. managers out there and the fact that we were even like considering Pochettino you know uh, really showed the level that United were willing to go to I mean um, even Poch, no disrespect. Poch is kind of struggling with pretty much the best team ever assembled in world football yeah, and that's like literally he Avengers has issues to deal with yeah and to be honest, I think it, is, it could be a little bit with what's going on at United when you have a team full of superstars they tend to go a little bit pre-madonna and mm. you're gonna have issues trying to manage your dressing room um mm. and so i think that could be what pochettino's experiencing right now he didn't really have that with spurs because that team was largely just one all youngsters so they all look up to him mm-hmm. <laughs> right they, and then they would they would tend to listen to instructions if you know pochettino asked them to run around a little it's bit it's not just that it's like if i'm like like uh, what Alderweireld or Vertonghen, right? If this guy is bringing me to a UCL final, yeah, like he's God to me, you know. Like yeah. I, I listen to everything he says, like it's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's my what, who what else my is gonna chances? bring me? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you know, it's that same kind of concept. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah. Anything on? Anything else to add to um? Pretty much discuss about topic. Um, I think the next match for United will just be very interesting. Spurs was it? 
Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be Spurs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Just to end it off, um, I think the Leicester defeat that um United experience was the last straw that you know broke the camel's back on you know deciding whether you're only in or only out and the United, f- the absolute destruction that Liverpool kind of brought on to United was um. I think the camel's vertebrae has been like shattered into pieces. Uh. <laughs> the camel's yeah, on the yeah. floor already. Stop kicking. Dude, the dead. camel, the camel was like paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Curtis Jones was, was on the floor, but Ronaldo still kept kicking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I kind of left it out, left this out of the rundown by mistake. But um, El Sekiko, uh, United versus Spurs. You know, both managers under immense pressure. So, do you think that it's kind of a alright um? We have nothing to lose, so let's go all out and draw better the other team. Or do you think that, you know, um, Ole, excuse me, Ole and uh, I think Nuno will be like, all right, we've both taken like massive L's in the previous weekend. We don't want to. I know that the media He's and the fans are on our way. Really, a massive L though. I mean, I mean especially not in the form like that that West Ham are in. Actually, it's not. It's not as big a L as, I mean, losing to Liverpool. You would say. Like anyone can lose to Liverpool, but five. It's not yeah. really. in that but manner, yeah, the it's way the manner we lost, that they lost, yeah, dude. yeah. I would think that um, n- I think the pressure is more on Oli right now because the rumors about him. I think Nuno will even if Nuno loses to United, I don't think he's on the chopping board just yet. I think you would expect that he would. Spurs and United are also two clubs who are notoriously slow at making decisions on whether to cut their managers loose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to agree. Spurs even more than than United. Perhaps, yeah, so perhaps. Yeah, I so think. Do you think yeah. that, you know, with with this um, you know, this information that do you think they would just set up defensively, you know, just play for the one one draw, shake hands and and leave with the point each or no? Or you'll be like, okay, I actually, let's I actually do think they'll play for oh, the draw. Uh, I think United will be open as usual, <laughs> uh, but I think what's gonna happen is I will, Okay, it's always this case, and that's why I hate the most about all is that. It's what I think and what he thinks are completely different. If I were him and I were managing United, I would really just throw in by and say like, you go in and you do your thing and give um, Maguire a break. I would actually throw Sancho in as well and I would rest Ronaldo for the next game um, and, and play Cavani. I'll just play people with the desire to 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 play for the bench. I mean, that's, I that's what having Not saying Ronaldo doesn't for, play for the right? bench. Yeah, that's what having a, a, a squad is for. When exactly when, when some players like are Luke Shaw like, like if Luke Shaw starts the next game no way no chance man not after that that performance yeah, no not no chance then then yeah. if yeah, if what, Luke what Shaw happened still to Luke starts, Shaw, that shows yeah. that there's a Ma- McDonald's bias happened. already you know like he, he there's had, a major he disrespect yeah. for the players on the bench that's what's happening mm-hmm. with Ole like the fact that he keeps calling on the same few players it shows that I don't trust whoever's on I, my bench I don't get how Lingard hasn't like started like he, he, Dude, he, you guys needed a link out against Liverpool. Yeah, you guys like, needed the energy he, he brings. I, uh, I, I, I didn't understand that. But do you think that that Ole would suddenly like do five changes? No, no, he'll uh, play the that, same squad again. I, I so that's kind of the that sums it up, right? Yeah, that, that sums it up right there. If not, you could literally do an A B team right now. You could be yeah. like, okay, Dalo in for Bisaka. Um, uh, what's in Teles? Um, Teles in from for sure. Buy uh, in for Maguire, uh, Maguire Sancho in for uh, Greenwood And then mm-hmm. Martial You could uh, do an AB team yeah, And, could, and yeah. just keep Bruno And then and, and swap everybody else out And, and maybe the hair keep as well You'll so. you take Matic and Van Der Beek For McFred 
I think okay, the disrespect on Matic is yeah. bad. Like I feel like he's <laughs> actually not that <laughs> no, bad. No, no, he's no, slow. Just... He's slow, but he's not that bad. There's some disrespect here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I was actually thinking about that combination, like Matic and Van I mean, Beek. It if, sounds... if Pogba is out for the next three games, like you have to play Van de Beek, right? There's no, no reason you, why he shouldn't. If, that's if what Ole, you think. Ole, yeah. That's what you There's think. No Ole way. Yeah, if Ole doesn't play Vanderbilt, right, it's definitely 1,000% more than just about... I swear, dude. Ju- he, more than just about football. For all reasons, it's yeah, man, definitely Vanderbilt personal. Has no, like he'll probably play his daughter McFred or, or like J-Links or something. He did a Zaha to Moyes. He did a Zaha, man. He, he, yeah. he won't play him. Like, I, I, I bet my ass on it. Yeah, so, okay, we, we kind of had a flimsy vote of confidence by United Sport that they're going to stick by Ole if... Let's say um, Nuno does one on Ole and oh my god, so just he did like a five nil, a five nil <laughs> yeah. on on, on United. Yeah, I I think like uh, the board have has to sack him really. If if Ole doesn't get like anything but a W in that match, I think it's gonna hit more pressure on Ole and the board. And I think what's probably signal the so end. Spurs, what's Spurs after Spurs for the team man? What's Spurs after Spurs? Take the L for the greater good. <laughs> I you think guys, right, uh, why do you have to smash them? The, the weird thing is that even United's last few wins were so shaky. Like the Atlanta yeah, one, we saw the Villarreal coming, one. Right? We saw this coming as early as the, the Wolves match. But what's, yeah. after, what's after Spurs for United? Man City. City, man. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> Man City. <laughs> oh, God. And after that is Chelsea. At la, the so. Etihad, I believe. The fixtures are not going to get easier. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's going to be Etihad. Oh, shit. Ain't no wait. I'm not very sure. I think it's... Uh, we have to check it out but oh, it's an Old Trafford home it's away it doesn't matter it's an Old Trafford it's yeah. yeah the difference was that in the past you know that the team would would play and would bail all the out but that's not gonna happen this time I think, I think they're he's, all done. he's really they, lost they look it. done yeah, yeah the, when Pogba was subbed out I, I knew that it, it's not right now with the squad so, um, I mean you can see on, on the faces to, of yeah. Pogba Ronaldo yeah they're mm. gone already like, they, they've, they've, they've checked out their, yeah they've checked out on all they've yeah so yeah, so before we go on to our segment, uh, favorite segment of the episode, Fraud Watch, kind of want to get your scores on. Um, yeah, I might as well do like score predictions for yeah, United versus Spurs. Also, bear in mind that it's going to be at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, Spurs are going to play in front of their home fans, which could be uh, more of a bane than a boon for them. La. So, I'm just going to go first. Uh, Spurs are going to take one for the team. And it, it has nothing to do with my biasness towards Spurs. La. So, um, United beats Spurs 2-1 and Ole leaves to fight another day. You mean leaves to fight until City <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's out. <laughs> One more week. Yeah. I, I would say that because uh, Spurs are also in some kind of shambolic form, I would think United get the win as well. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 because they may oh. try to get a reaction. Okay. I think Ronaldo hits a brace. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The how about you, Pascal? Um, I'm with you on this one. I think, but I I don't think Spurs are actually gonna score. I think United uh, smash and grab one nil. One nil to Wait, United. Will Varane be fit for the game? Cause he's a big miss. One nil is a clean sheet to United. Are you sure? Oh, oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Speaking about clean sheets, right? Think so. <laughs> yeah, smash and grab. I I, sheets, I do right? think Spurs will dominate, but I think United will get the result. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. Just speaking about clean sheets, right? Um, Konate, right? He oh has managed God, to get please. a clean sheet at Old Trafford before Rafael Varane did. <laughs> nah, nah, we gotta put some <laughs> oh, respect on, on my man's name, dude. He was so good. <laughs> um, I, th- yeah, that ten-minute period where United were like trying to play football, I thought Konate 
justified his inclusion in the starting lineup. Met yeah, every he was, cross. He was good, man. He was yeah. good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when Fred tried to fight him, that was top tier, like banter. That was dude. banter, man. <laughs> Fred just <laughs> gave. Konate just looked at him and smiled. And, and like, at least Fred was image, fighting, yeah. unlike the other players. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, dude, Maguire was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And that expected that I expected more from a captain, uh. Um, yeah, so Nathan uh, uh, Sorry Nathan uh, BK How about uh, you 1-1 one, one, Spurs to score first And then Ronaldo to finish it Around like 70-80th oh, minute Like save all his ass uh, it'll, be, it'll end <laughs> in a draw Because honestly I r- wish they end in a draw Alright Oh because you want to if, Catch up uh, Yeah if you want to catch up On the Spurs, table I'm right. we're playing Leicester next I don't think we'll have An easy time Oof. as well Oh yeah Alright yeah. I mean Vard is out lah He Normally scores against you guys. Yeah, is he definitely out? Yeah, dude, he can come. He, he looks. Yeah, he's looks, just gonna come back like with like some brace and then come Damn back it. and play. I mean, that's what he did the last <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, so now on to our favorite segment, uh, Fraud Watch. I put Lukaku in the Gulags last I... week, but he got crocked in the UCL match, so doesn't count, man. Still so kind of in it. Uh, he's, he's Kai Havertz, ah, uh, <laughs> just throw Kai Havertz in straight. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw Kai Havertz in, man. You you read my mind. Like, <laughs> To score seven goals and not Kai Havertz not contributing at all. I mean, moment of silence for my my guys who who play FPL hey. and got Havertz hey. in. Imagine yeah, you guys triple captain him yeah, for that game. <laughs> I mean, that was a potential triple captain like game to like for Kai Havertz. Nah, dude, I I wouldn't trust Havertz that much to triple captain him. But if you're gonna have Grant Hantley pocketing you, mm. dude, you gotta you gotta step up. <laughs> so yeah, my. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna throw Say my guy like Havertz in. I'm gonna be no, placing uh the referee on United's duty for not giving Ronaldo a red and Anthony card. Taylor, right? Yeah, like yeah, screw you, man. A like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know how you pass your qualifications. And there was VAR. Yeah, he he's definitely mm. on good. Watch. Good thing there was VAR. Yeah. If not, we could have seen like an actual leg break in the game because <laughs> United were not gonna let up, man. They were just flying in. That wasn't the first tackle on Keita, man. Keita was being. Aimed for some reason I don't know Do you put them up to this? <laughs> I feel like you put them um, up to this <laughs> No man Anthony Taylor and I We don't see eye to eye So It was all him dude All him So uh, Nate and Pascal uh, I'm gonna put Maguire On Fraud Watch mm. I think like he's He's just been off it's it It's not his first time though Yeah that's the first time Yeah and I mean I, I hate bringing up the Like the amount that he came for But man he was I thought you were going to put most Luke expensive defender. I thought you were going to put like Luke Shaw in, but sure, Maguire as well. No, I think Shaw just had a bad day. Um, mm. to be honest, Shaw Shaw has can and has the potential to play well. I think it was just a one-off game, and the fact that he was trying to cover for Maguire, mm. mm-hmm. that he left his side open is, is yeah. I mean, to his to his credit, I mean, it was against Salah. Even if he was there, he probably get beat anyway. So, mm. what about Pascal? Uh, I mean, it has to be Pogba, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike Pogba. Far from it. I mean, he won France a World Cup, not single-handedly, but he was part of the team. And we've seen what he can do. But I feel like this narrative that you know the real, like the Juve quote-unquote Pogba is gonna show up any minute to bring United to new heights. I, I think we're oh, way past so that. Long. Yeah, yeah. I think that ship has sailed. Um, and just the demeanor, like you bring him on at halftime. Guy doesn't look like he wants to be there, and then I'm pissed because he might have crocked one of our most crockable players in Keita. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, for for me, that's just unacceptable. Um, if Granit Xhaka got absolutely bodied by like most of us and most of the media for what he did against Man City, we have to you know we have to do the yeah, same. Yeah, give the, give it the exactly. same energy, right? Same so, energy. Mm. Yeah, for me, why he can play so well for okay, we know why he plays so well for France because of Kante and because everyone else works harder than him, right? But it's just a guy who I don't know. It, it's been a long time coming. Like Mourinho called him a virus, if I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, he's had problems with. Um, Fergie in the past, I guess. I don't know. Just something, something's off about Paul. Uh, and mm. yeah, I think if we want to see the UV Pogba, we should just let him go back to UV mm. so we can see the UV <laughs> yeah, Pogba. Because right. you're not gonna see it here. I honestly to. think um, him leaving on a free might not be the worst thing for you guys. It, I, think I think the, the fans are gonna be quite everyone. pissed like, about yeah, that. You though. guys will take a loss on him for sure. But your midfield is is congested enough as it is. Um, he's like not a defensive player you're looking for so yeah I think it might be time to just close the chapter on Paul Pogba and Man United I think that that's the the saddest thing about it was just and he started the season so well he started the season yeah. so well that he got 5 assists in the first game this was supposed to be his you know comeback but then it just went all like pear shaped you know yeah man yeah it's just frustrating it's, it's, yeah this pretty much epitomizes Paul Pogba's you know his his career at United pretty inconsistent. Like, oh, he he plays well in some matches. You could be oh, is this the UV pop bar that we're gonna witness? Is he finally? It's like right come before into he hits his stride, something happens. Yeah, yeah. I think he gets injured something or, happens. You know, then, some, yeah. yeah, it's it's happened way too I many think times. It's, yeah, I think it's best for both parties if he leaves, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, but I think he kind of looks done with United. Like, I think he wants a new challenge. Also, yeah, the fact that um, he said or. I think his agent came out and said that he's not going to be negotiating till February, which says all you need to, you know, that's all you need to hear what. Yeah, I think that's... You can start negotiating pretty, uh, with European clubs in January. He gets yep, a juicy yep. offer from Real Madrid or PSG or even Juventus. Like, he's gone, man. Mm. I mean, his his agent is a virus too. La. His <laughs> agent <laughs> is the virus. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he he knows how to make cash, lah. So I mean, uh, I think one more, just mm. a quick one. Uh, one more, one more team, or, or rather, the whole team want to put on fraud watch like Everton for losing that game and letting <laughs> oh, Joshua yes. King score a hat for trick. How could I forget? I it's don't even like, know. Wait, there were twenty fuck ups this weekend. Joshua King <laughs> with a comeback hat trick at their asses. Uh, good on him. Everton, yeah, Everton are just Dokore FC, man. Like you take him out of the squad, they just crumble. I, I don't even know how why you concede five against Watford. What were you I mean, they Bayern also don't not have five against DC, Watford. Uh, Three in the last ten minutes. Bro, they bench against oh, yeah. Richard Litson. Like, I, I don't understand why. Why were we benching? I think he, he, he was just coming back from an injury. La, so, uh, kind of got to give them a bit of slack on that one. Yeah. But, but yeah. You can't see five. Rafa got, man. Home? Agent Rafa. <laughs> I knew it. Honestly, if, oh, if we even cared much about the Everton team, we would put Rondon on front watch. Oh, yeah, I would, I mean, I no would. one really cares. Yeah. He's we, just know, like, we know Rondon eh. is bad. We know I, I don't bad. even know how he got the transfer, man. Like, I don't know, it's confusing. That's your connections, or he did well for Rafa at yeah. Newcastle, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I understood why Rafa wanted him back because he did a job for him at Newcastle. was cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's free, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah. Take it what you can yeah, take. I mean, yeah, good shout. I yeah, totally I mean, forgot about always good game. <laughs> I was just like thinking <laughs> as about most what, people do about that club yeah oh well I think that was a good part yeah so uh, yeah I'll, do, I'll just do the closing mm-hmm. so um, yeah with this rest up another excellent episode on uh, the events that transpired in gaming now in the Premier League 
Also, if you do enjoy, or you did enjoy listening to us, please do leave us a, a follow on uh, Instagram. Our handle is at FullKidBanter. And, you know, with this, we're going to love you and leave you. And we'll see you next week.